0: Come on now, let's give it up for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Come on, come on, come on. Give it up for the king. Come on, come on, come on. Let me hear you all over this room. Hey, sis. That thing was good to me. I could have stayed right up in that, th- right up in that vein. Gloria, Gloria. Hallelujah, Jesus Christos, glory, glory, hallelujah, Jesus Christos, glory, glory, hallelujah. There is no one, Come on. yeah. I messed those words up, but that's all right. I felt it, I felt it over there. So, you know. You know, that song kind of has this little uh, Afro-Cuban Latin feel, so you kind of do that little salsa thing, right? You know, but I I was taking a Pentecostal, and I was sitting over there in that corner, and they were saying, There is none like you. Glory, glory, hallelujah, Jesus Christ. And I was dancing. I was dancing because, uh, Josh, when you called me yesterday, I got the call yesterday (laughs) about chapel. And so, uh, my dad always said, "Be also ready." That's what, the, be also ready. I always have a word in your heart. So I got the I got the message. Well, he called me, and I, I uh, answered the phone. While you called me, my wife was going through her third chemo. Right when she called, right when you called, right. So, I kept calling her, and every time I kept calling her to do a check-in because I couldn't couldn't go with her. I had classes, and I had all these different things. I had lessons. Um, I kept saying, "Okay." What's the check-in? Somebody was always there. The doctor was there. The nurse was there. Somebody, so she couldn't give me a check-in. And every time she's had chemo, she's gotten sick. I mean, so sick that they've had to put her in the hospital. Sick. So I was concerned, and so you called me about this preaching the word. And well, actually, text. He said, "You got a word." I was like, "All right, I got a word. Yeah, of course, I got a word." And so I was sitting there, and then I, what happened was. After the day was over and I was kind of worried, I was praying, I was seeking God. What should I speak today? And then she called me. She said, guess what? I said, what? She said, I didn't get sick today. (laughs) Glory, glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesu Christo. there is none like you. Now, let me let me show you something. You might not be happy about that, but if you can praise God with me about how he's blessed her. It will give you a breakthrough. Okay, I'm going to give you guys, okay, got a couple of people over here. I'm telling you, you may not be going through something right now, but I dare you to praise God in advance. Store up a praise because coming, you're going to go through something. But if you praise him in advance while you're going through, God will be there in the midst. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Jesus Christos. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Come on. Why am I saying this? Because I want us to understand. We're in our last week. Next week is the last week of classes. Am I correct? Then we have, then we have finals then we have graduation and then you go home you don't get to come here all summer you have to wait till august september to get back here into this space don't take these moments for granted that you get to come together in this space and worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, for what he's done. I want to let you know, if you have not taken inventory, God's been good to you. He's been good to you. Okay, I got, I got one clap. All right, I'm going to say that again. Let's take inventory. Even everybody on the back row, all the worship, everybody. I want you to take inventory about how good God's been to you this semester. He's been good. He's been good. Now I want to I want to I'm to jump into this, this to the scripture. I want to jump into this. Um, thank you again, Josh, for the opportunity to, to serve in this space. I always get a little nervous when I stand behind the sacred desk to bring the word of God because um, it's the word of God and I don't want to treat it. Um, with natural hands or with carnal hands. I always want to do what God calls me to do. And it's funny because I was, I was, rumin, I was kind of uh, ruminating and just thinking about Psalm 150 and God said, nope, don't go there. Don't, don't, don't preach that. He said, I got that one handled. That's exactly what he told me. I got that one handled. And then when you got up here and read it, I said, okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Me and God, me and God talk like that. We just have conversations like that, Jeff. And so I went to the scripture I've heard it preached a few times and we're going to talk about Joseph. Someone shout Joseph. Joseph. OK, that was cool. You know, I'm a professor, right? You know, so I like to have, you know, if I say something, I want you to do it right. So if I say shout, it means you mean you got to shout. I don't want you to say Joseph. I want to say Joseph. All right. So I'm going to shout again. Say, I want you to shout Joseph. Joseph. There we go. See, I thought we could teach you we could have these moments. Let's go to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. Verse 18 through 20. I was reading this and we're going to look in the New Living Translation. I was reading this, Jeff, the other day and um, and something stuck out to me. And I want to I want to I want to I want to use that as my as my topic today. It says when Joseph's brothers saw him coming. They recognized him in the distance. And as he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here's the line. It says, here comes the dreamer. (laughs) Exclamation point. They said, come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. Here comes the dreamer. Here comes the dreamer. Lord, bless this word and bless the people through this word. It's in my name, in in your name we pray. Amen. Here comes the dreamer. I've been kind of wrestling with this because I've been dealing with Joseph and i have been dealing with the text of this and the context of what's going on. And Joseph at 17 is is, uh, the favorite of his father. And he dreams these dreams and he dreams the dreams that are so elaborate that when he tells the dreams of Pastor Colin, they got upset with him. They already didn't like him because he was the favorite. Can I tell you the story? Somebody, anybody know the story of Joseph? Anybody know? Did y'all go to Bible study? Did y'all go to Sunday school a little bit? Joseph, you know the story of Joseph, right? It's your story, right? OK, so here it is. Here it is. He was the favored one to the point that the father gives him a coat of many colors. And he would everywhere he would go, he would have on this coat. It marked him as being the favored one. He was the, he was the second to the youngest. And and he was the favored of, of, of the, the wife that he loved. Now, he had four wives, but that's a whole different. That's a whole nother conversation. Uh, uh, but 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 yeah, it is crazy. OK, so so now we see that. He comes and he has this dream. The dream is so elaborate. He has it twice and he tells his brothers, the brothers get mad, says, what do you mean? This dream, this dream means that that we're supposed to bow down and and, and be subservient to you. That's no way. They're the older brothers. They're the ones working in the fields. They're the ones that call the shots. It made them mad. They were already upset with Joseph because he was the favorite one. He had the coat of many colors. And now he's dreaming dreams that he says God gives him that sets him above all of his family. Then he has the dream again. And he tells his father, his father even gets upset and says, go away. There's no way in the world that we're going to be subservient to you. Go find your brothers out in the field. And here's where we find the text. He actually goes to find them where they're supposed to be and Jeff they're not there. Pastor Darnell, they're not there. They're not there. And so they find him and says, "Okay, he he they they didn't like him. You know one of the other reasons why they didn't like him?" You're supposed to say what? Because he would tell on them. He was kind of a tattletale. He would, get, he would get his brothers in trouble. You have, you have any brothers and sisters there like that? Every time something goes wrong, somebody's like, that was me. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, they would tell everything. And that was Joseph because he just, he, he had a purity of his heart that he had to tell the things that were going on. And what he did was he went and found his brothers. And when they saw him coming, they said, there he goes. Here comes the dreamer. I saw that thing and it got it got me excited in my spirit because it made me realize that there's nothing wrong with dreams and visions from the Lord. And today, if anything is being attacked across our world is the attack on the fact that we should not be able to dream or have great vision. Someone said, Elison, what are you talking about? I mean, I, I, I kind of got tired of looking at the news. One day, someone gets shot for going to the wrong house. Another day, another person gets shot pulling in the driveway. Another day, someone gets, a, a child gets shot at for the basketball rolling into the yard. Now watch this. I'm about to, I'm probably about to. Not be politically correct, but I'm just going to tell you how God showed it to me. He said, This craziness, this drama, this demonic force that's going across the nation is no longer just about race. Y'all don't like me. I know. know We're not supposed to talk about that. Okay. Uh, 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 Because the first time it happened, it was an older white man shoot, he shot. And 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 injured, death. I mean, um, almost kills a young black boy. But the next time, it's an older white man that shoots and almost and 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 and, and kills a young white woman. Hmm. Then the last time, it's a young black man who shoots and at a whole family that's white. I said, there's, it's it's all it's a mixed bag. What is he saying? He said evil does not subscribe to any color. What the enemy is trying to do is get us to be so afraid that we stop dreaming. That we stop having vision and we stop Doing what God has called us to do. Okay, let me just kind of dig, let me dig in a little bit. Okay, can I walk around? I know this is the, the whole video thing, but I'll try to stay in this space. Okay, so here it is. I, I do have some, I have some, I have some points. Here, let's put the first point up on the screen. Let's put the first point up the screen. Here's this. Don't downplay the dream. Say that with me. If God gave you the dream, If God gave you the vision, if God gave it to you, said it was going to manifest, then you have to believe it's going to come to pass. I won't talk about anybody else. I'll talk about me. I never heard of North Central University before six years ago. Never even knew. I was born and raised here until I was 15. On the other side in St. Paul, never even knew of this wonderful university called North Central. I heard of, I heard of Bethel. My dad graduated, went to Bethel. I knew the U of M. I knew uh, Northwestern. I knew all the matter of fact, when uh, President Hagen was pr- telling us to pray with him, and he said, I'm, I'm up for a presidency and, um, and we don't know what's going to shake out. We're going to pray. And he was like, it's, it's for a university in Minneapolis. So I was like, OK, cool. He says, uh, uh, yes, it's Minneapolis. I said, oh, what, what is it? He said, North Central. I said, no, you mean Northwestern. He said, no, it's called North Central. I said, no, man, ain't no, ain't no university. I'm going down the list. I'm, this, this, is is this. Is, I don't know no, North Central. It's Northwestern. He said, no, I'm telling you, it's called North Central. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. And then I came and visited this place. Start walking around. Am I going too fast? She good? She, she good. Sid got me. She, that's my sis, right? We walking around. She's like, ain't nothing. You know, just, just keep going, all right? And so we were walking around and I start meeting people and I'm start loving this. And I'm saying, wow, this would be a great place to send our son. I'm, I'm a pastor. Me and my brother pastor, pastoring. We're doing pretty good. We're, all things are happening well. And we're here. And all of a sudden I come to Scott says, but you got to come to chapel. I come to chapel. And Joseph, when I get here, there are some students on stage and they were the lights came down and fog machine went on. Lights start happening, but the worship was so pure. And all of a sudden I start seeing students run into the altar. And they were just in position. They were worshiping. Some were on their knees. And I'll say, Man, this is there's something different about this school. Y'all, y'all missing it. There's something different about North Central. There's something that called me to North Central. It was not just me. How many felt like you were called here to North Central? Raise your hand real high. Raise it real high. Look around the room. Look around the room. Look around the room. Our hands down. Ever since you've been here, let me ask this question. Has there anybody who's gone through challenge since you've been at North Central? Look around the room. Look around the room. Most of the same people that felt that they were called here have experienced challenge since they've been here. Why? Because the enemy would like to take your dream away and say, you weren't supposed to be there. Look at what's going on. Schools are closing all over the land. Christian schools are closing. You don't want to be there. You want to go to another school. You don't want to be there. You, you're, not, you're not supposed to be there. You don't want to be in worship life. They're not true worshipers. You, don't, you get here and you're excited. But then when you get here, you nitpick about every little thing. It's the enemy. Okay, I don't know it, nobody, nobody. Pastor Darnell, thanks for praying for me because you gave me release because he said, I want you to speak prophetically. And I said, okay. he's like, God, God, give him the prophet. I said, gay, thank you, because I felt prophetic. But I said, I don't know if I want to release all of that because I don't know if they can handle it. We got the last this supposed to be the rah, rah, finish strong. Right. But God said, no, I don't need you to go up there and give them a speech. I need you to touch their heart and let them know that they are here for a reason and that the reason is that your your dream has to be reawakened. God needs to stir you again. He needs to stir the gift up again. We've sit, we sit in these meetings, we go and we have these things. Sometimes I leave meetings, my head hurts, uh, my feet, like my feet swole up and all these kind of things. I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, i almost at the point of tears and saying, God, what's happening? And he said, if you do what you're supposed to do, I'll do what I'm supposed to do. I said, okay, all right. This is vital. Say that with me. This is vital. Say it again. Say it one more time. Well, what is this? Chapel, worship, North Central, classes. Everything you experience here is vital, it is vital to your life. It always amazes me that when I run into alumni and and, and we're away from school, they come back to this place. I watch them and they start walking around here and they go like this. And they always end up right here. They start looking at the, they see if they can find themselves in the picture. Start naming people. Oh yeah, that was such and such. Oh, this had to be this year. And oh, there, there goes President Denton. And, there goes such and such. Oh, and they're not. Here. And they're going. Oh, remember all in the balcony. And they remember. And they begin to reminisce. And they always look at me and they say, "I didn't value this place and what we had when we were here." But when I got into the real world and I started doing worship and I was on these big stages, and I was in these mega churches and I was sitting there going and I'm trying to push. And I'm like, why was it so easy when we were in school and they don't want to worship him and they're in real life and they realize that what we have here is special. Yeah. I know you sitting there looking. at me, Yeah, yeah you, this is what you do. You get paid to do this. This is what you, this. you got to understand. All of us chose to be here. We chose to be here because we want you to understand that you cannot downplay the dream that God has put in you. There's no way that we can live a great life into our future if you don't manifest the dreams and the visions God has put in your heart. I sit in my office and some of my lessons that they're supposed to be singing, they just start telling me dreams that they're supposed to and, and, and things that they're going through. And I said and I pray with them. I said, oh, you know, let's pray or let's talk through this. Let's do, and, you got know, to you got to go after it. How can how can I help you manifest the dream? How can I help you keep going? How can I help you do what you got to do? How can I help you wrestle with your faith? Why? Because this is the place to do it. Let me go to my next point, because I don't want to be up here too, too long. Uh, uh, let's, next, next point is this. Dreams are gift wrapped in drama. I'm, I'm working on this. I'm working on this book based on this sermon. And the actual book is called Dreams in Drama. Because you can't have a dream and not expect the drama. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Some of y'all don't like me. Y'all, y'all sitting up here going, but y'all, why, 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 why would you say that? Not, that is not of God. It is of God. I'm telling you, every time God gives vision, you know it's getting ready to happen by the level of trouble that comes with it. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go over here. You guys, you see, we're, the professors are laughing because you're like, yep, yeah, Uh-huh, I get, I, I get it. I, I, I understand it. I, I show enough walk with that. See, you guys, are, you're young. And so every time you go through a wave of drama. It's like, "Oh my God! God, why have you forsaken me? I'm being crucified on the cross. Oh my Lord, you pissing me in the side. You are stabbing me in the hands, Lord. Why am I You're supposed to have gone on the cross to take it all for me. Why am I suffering?" And that's just because you couldn't they, they they took the last chicken tenders at the in cafeteria, you know. Oh my God! I gotta write this ten-page paper. Oh my lord! Why are you? It's learning. That's what you're. (laughs) It's what you're supposed to do. That's not the trouble. That's not the drama. Let me give you a let me give you a sizzle reel of what happened with Joseph. Joseph gets this amazing dream. Then he goes to find his brothers. The brothers plan to kill him. But then one brother said, let's not kill him. The oldest brother says, Reuben, he says, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him in the pit and we'll come back. And his plan was I'll come back and get him, take him back to daddy. Everything will be all right. Brothers will be mad, but that's all right. He'll live to see another day. But the other set of brothers said, "Okay, they're going to kill him. They said, "Okay, we'll throw him in the pit. He'll just die in the pit. But they saw some people on their way to Egypt. Ishmaelites. And he says, oh, let's just sell him off into slavery. They sell him into slavery. And he goes from being the favored one. Watch this. They stole his coat and then they put him in a pit. He goes from the pit, gets pulled out, gets sold into slavery. Then he's now a slave in Potiphar's house. And in Potiphar's house, newsflash, it's not all that great. He's still above the whole house. He's still got favor. He's still got all these things. But while he's in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife, you know, a little frisky, you know, she got a little frisky. And, And she goes after Joseph. But Joseph has so much integrity and character that he says, no, I cannot sleep with you. I cannot touch you. And he goes away. She lies on him. And then he gets thrown into prison. So he goes from the pit. To Potiphar's house. Now he's in prison. And while he's in prison, here's another sizzle reel. He's in prison. And then he goes and there's the the baker and the butler. They come down. They have these dreams. And of course, you know, Joseph is the interpreter of dreams. So he's down there. He's interpreting the dream. He tells one's going to go back upstairs. One's getting ready to get killed. All these different things. He said, well, don't forget about me down here. But during that time, he gets head of the prison. He's down there. He's down there for years. No one remembers him. So he's in the pit. He's a slave at Potiphar's house. He's now in prison. But finally, he gets raised up and he gets pulled out of prison to interpret the king's dream. And the dream puts him in charge of the palace. All of the I think that's look at somebody and say, I think that's drama. That's a lot of drama. That's a little more drama than 10-page paper. Oh my God. No more hamburgers in the in the in the cafeteria. Oh my God. Why is this the, the coffee cart so much? Oh my God. So that is a valid concern there. I don't, I don't know why. Okay. Here, let me hurry up. Let's go to the next thing. Let me show you this. They can take your robe, but they can't take your favor. I know some of y'all are hungry now. You're getting ready to go get your food. But I want to wrap this up and let me tell you, they can take your robe, but they can't take your favor. They took his robe. They took everything that marked him as favorable. But every time he went into a new situation, he found favor. He was a slave, but he got put over Potiphar's house. He was in prison, but he got put over the prison. He got out of prison. When we got to the palace, he interpreted the dream, and now, he became, some historians count him almost as a Pharaoh. Uh-huh. Let me tell you, every dream comes with drama. Everything that you're going to go through, God is saying, He's manifesting greatness in you. I, I, I just got to the point where I just prayed to the Lord the other night. I said, Lord, listen. I felt like Jesus. I said, can you take this cup from me? Is, 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 is my season up? Is it time for me to go on? What do, what do you want me to do? Am I, not, am I not being faithful to you? Am I not, am I not doing the right thing? What, what's going on? You know, I, Jeff, the other day, my wife, I, I found her non-responsive. In our house and I prayed a prayer I mean eyes was wide and and I kept shaking her and she she wouldn't respond she wasn't breathing and I just shook her and she still wouldn't respond and then all I knew what to do was the old mother said I grabbed her her Colin I grabbed her and I prayed and I said I cover you with the blood of Jesus cover you with the blood of Jesus We had just come home from church. It was was Sunday night. It was in the middle of the night and we had to come to church. We had to come and do worship here on Monday. And I was like, I don't think we're going to be able to do that. I'm canceling canceling everything. I can't do nothing. And then Tawana took the breath. (sighs) The funny thing was that Sunday, the pastor preached at, at Fellowship. He said, Pastor McDavid, he said, we are operating on borrowed breath from 150th Psalm." And I said, Lord, thank you for lending breath back into her body. What am I saying? What we're going through is to get us to the next place where God will get all the glory. So here's my job. Last point. As we get ready to go in our time of come on, come on, come on, man. As we get ready to go in our time of prayer and fasting. I want to dare you to dream again. This is not just for our students, but this is for our faculty. This is for our administration. This is for North Central as a whole. Dream again. Statistics will tell us one thing. But by faith, we can believe something totally different. I looked at it and God said, you know, everything that happens in the natural, there's always a spiritual implication of it. And he said, some people, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm probably one of the most transparent persons in the whole wide world. Some people look at, look at North Central and say, oh, we're on, we're on life support. We, we need to be shocked back on all these kind of things.'" He said, just like I blew breath into Tawana's breath, body again. I'll blow breath into your, into this school. Just like God blew breath into the beginning of time. Everything he created was with breath. In the beginning, God created. He spoke it. Breath, breath, breath. Then he created. He formed with his hands. He created life. He created man. And then he blew (laughs) A living soul. I'm going to count to three. And then I want you to charge this altar. This is for those. Now, this is just not for people who are just, oh Lord, I just want to praise you and thank you. No, I just want, so these are for the people that almost gave up on their dream, almost gave up on their life, almost gave up on North Central, almost gave up on your family, almost gave up. But you want God to stir it up again. You want God to to challenge you to dream again. These last few weeks have been tough. But how can you come this far and then give up now? God hasn't given up on you. So this is your time not to give up on God. One. You're praying now. Somebody say, "I don't want to go up there because I don't want people to know my business." That's okay. I just told all mine. You can come up here with me. That's all right. We'll be vulnerable together. Two. From wherever you are, even if you're in the hallway, if you're hearing me, listening to me on the screen, if you're watching at home and you're watching and you want to pray with this, you can you can just put your hand, lift your hands where you are. Three. Come on, charge this altar. Charge this altar. From wherever you are. Come on. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on. Come on. With intention, with intentionality, with intentionality, I want you to come up. I want you to come up. I want you to charge the altar. I want you to pray that God brings your favor back, that God brings your dream back, that he manifests the things that he called you to. Why did you come here? He said, I'm going to bring it to pass. He's going to give you clarity of mind. You gotta be willing to pull your sleeves up and do the work. Come on, come on, come on. Now, someone said, Well, we're here, what are we gonna do? I want you to seek his face. Pray, pray. Press in like you've never pressed in before. You want to change the fall. Come on, help me, say it, come on, chains, come on Chains Come on Come on Yeah Yeah Come on Now Jesus, come on come on you're pressing in you're pressing in you're pressing in you're praying you're praying you're praying don't wait for somebody to come pray for you because the professors are praying too we're seeking your face oh god we need you to do a miracle oh god we need you to stir up the gift oh god some of us are in the pit right now oh God, we're enslaved we're in bondage to all those things that are going on around us, but today Father God, we know that you're going to lift us up we're in prison to our thoughts we're in prison to what the world says but God, you're going to release us, you're going to bring us favor, you're going to set us free come on, come on come on, let's raise it up let's raise it up, come on bigger, bigger, yes Jesus Jesus Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, pressing in, pressing in. Open up your mouth, open up your mouth and begin to pray unto God. God hears your prayers.